You're here with Red Beans and Rice. Yeah, that's right. Red Beans and Rice. I'm Red Beans, and this is Rice. Hello. <laughs> And that makes me red bean. So I'm Chicano, which is Mexican American. Sean, what are you? I'm a South Korean, which makes you rice. Yeah. That's right. yeah. <laughs> so the one thing that brings red beans and rice together uh, is not Popeyes, but <laughs> it's our faith. And we're both Christians. We both profess to believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So um, that is what has brought two guys of complete different backgrounds together. And, um, Sean, I'm curious, uh, so how, so you weren't always a Christian. Um, so then you start, you became a Christian, start reading the Bible. Uh, how often would you say you read the Bible now? Um, at least, at least once a day, uh, now, but, um, but compared to before it was hardly ever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what was, do you remember what your impression was of the Bible before? It honestly, especially because I didn't know about all the different versions. Um, I think I probably looked into uh, King James or something. I thought it was like a different language. Altogether. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's. It, I mean, it uses old English, yeah. so it talks uh, not like we talk today. Definitely. Um, but did you think what it's a? Did you know that it was like a spiritual book? Did you know much about it? You know, it, you never. It doesn't speak to you. You know, before you're saved, it doesn't, you don't, it's almost meaningless to you when you're reading. You don't know, it just doesn't, uh, I don't know what the proper word would be for that. No, that's right. You have to have spiritual eyes. Yeah. To ears. comprehend it. Yeah, and ears, because it's a spiritual book. Yeah. So, like, I've talked to people before, and I tell them, when people say, oh, I read the Bible, it didn't do anything. Yeah. Um, you can read the Bible like a book, like a like a regular old book you get at the store. Remember, I tried that, but yeah. <laughs> you corrected me. <laughs> yeah, because it's not it's not a normal book. Yeah, it's not right? a front to back. Yeah, thing it is. Just... I mean, it's it's it is really you know it is the word of God. So it, it's spiritual words that require spiritual ears to hear, spiritual eyes to see. And I believe when we first talked, I told you what what my pastor told me. Was if you're gonna read, just say a quick prayer before you read. Like yeah. God, help me understand what I'm gonna read. Yeah, and um, and now that's what you're doing. Right? Yeah, and that's that's actually I got that from from you. Um, that was your suggestion to me was pray before you know, and I always pray and ask God to please let me let me see what you want me to see. What's important to uh, to see, and it's it's not always what's going on around you that you happen to see. You know, you you other things happen. Um, and you have a revelation about, you know, I had told you a long time ago about, um, was it, uh, it's about the Ten Commandments, that little book I was reading, but that I think God wanted me to have a different perspective on my, my relationship with my dad, you know, which has oh, always yeah. been good, but, mm -hmm. you know, um, I totally didn't see things the right way, and I always saw it from my side instead of the, instead of a more humble side, you know? Well, it's interesting you say that, because, like, because the Bible is the living word, it also, it also, I forget the verse that it is, but it talks about the word of God being like a sword, like a double-edged sword that pierces in the heart. Yeah. And so God already knows what you're thinking. He knows what you're struggling with. He knows the words you need to hear. Yeah. And so when you like take time to isolate yourself and say, I'm going to get alone with God and start reading, that opens up the door for the Holy Spirit to really just start to work on your heart. And again, he already knows what's on our heart. And you start reading the word, and it just hits you. And it's funny because I remember 
um, praying and reading um, then. And uh, I felt like I had such bigger fish that I wanted to fry at that time. Mm. You know, I didn't feel or didn't even know to ask God to, to have that change or, or perspective with my dad. You yeah. know, but that's what came out. Um, and I realized, like, man, that's what God wanted me to set straight now first before what I felt was important. So, wow. Um, I'm getting chills thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you did that. And then you went and did you talk to your dad? Or? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was, um, I mean, it's been a million times better now. I mean, we never were like a huge problem, but I always had this, um, I think like, I don't want to say resentment's the right way, right word, but kind of like a feeling like that because <clears throat> I felt like he wasn't doing his part to help mm-hmm. my mom. So I would always try to step up and help my mom. Um, and my mom would always come ask me to do his stuff because <laughs> she knows it'll just get done. And I would do it because I want to make her happy. Um, and it just slowly built this resentment. But the big turnaround for me was seeing it, not even taking account that he lost his mom and his brother, mm. you know, within the same year, you know. And so he's going through a lot. Yeah. On his own. And I never even saw that. And plus the, the whole other side of it was um, plus, I mean he's my dad you know right. what i mean but but it was just weird how my shift in perception never even wanted to see it that way never even wanted to be humble enough to 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 look at it and at a different set of eyes you know um and that's what was uh very cool for me was that i realized like god wanted me to see that first before whatever i felt was more important at that time yeah no that that's awesome that's um that brings up another point where like for me in my walk God is always, you know, he won't show me the next step until I, I do what, what he's already asked me to do. So when, a lot of times we're like wondering, what's God's will for my life? Yeah. Like, what does he want me to do? Um, you're confused. You're looking for answers. But God's not going to show you the next step until you do what, he've, what he's already asking you to do. Yeah. So like in your situation, for example... At that moment, when you're reading in the Word, it became clear to you, like, I need to make things right with my dad. Yeah. So had you had set those feelings aside and said, eh, yeah. maybe tomorrow, <laughs> then, like, God wouldn't be able to move forward with you because you're, you're still stuck with what he already asked you to do. You know, and it's crazy because, you know, it's, you know, of course, it's still Old Testament, but the Ten Commandments about honoring your parents, mm-hmm. you know, and I didn't feel that I was being necessarily disrespectful or anything like that, but it would start, it would, I'd have this feeling of kind of an anger feeling, um, when he would not help my mom or, or do his part. Um, and it just built up and, um, I never saw that. Like you said, it, like that's something that God wanted out of my way first to yeah. get straight. And of course, in, in, in just any sense, you, you know, you definitely want to respect your parents, but, um, I never even saw that as, as my, I thought that he needed to make the change, not me, mm. but it changed just for me seeing it differently and then putting in my, um, my change into it. And it changed, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it's like God saying, look, we need to get this right first before we can move on to other things before your promotion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a, I mean, it's baby steps and it's, it's, it's doing what God is already asking you to do. And a lot of times, a lot of times it's not like the fun, exciting stuff. We think of like, oh, God, what do you want me to do? You're looking for some glorious answer like go to Africa and become a missionary yeah. in the rainforest. Is the rainforest in Africa? <laughs> uh, maybe the dead. Monsoon. <laughs> and then it's not, you know, it's not this glorious revelation, but it, maybe it's like, hey, 
make things right with your dad or with a friend yeah. or something. And, you know, it wasn't a, um, like you were saying about God's will too. Um, it's never, nobody knows God's will. I mean, is God's not going to come say, this is what I want you to do with your life. Mm-hmm. You know, as a whole, like you yeah. said, it's baby steps. So it's all these pathways that you have to, um, these, I guess, these mini milestones that you hit, you know, you get to it. Um, and if you, you do what's like, I had mentioned before about the, um, the directions you take, um, either pulls you towards God's will or away from God's will. So when you, for your life, so he sets these mini milestone markers and you hit those and you go farther and farther. And if you keep following what it says in scripture, um, and instructs in that in a way to be, that's how you can find God's will, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, you know, no, that's right. You have your, I see you have your Bible there. Why don't you open up, just read us a verse there. What, uh, what do you have, what, what you've been reading there? Oh, this was on, uh, on first Peter. Um, but this was, uh, actually, I'll pick that one up here. This one says, actually, this is a good one. <laughs> it <laughs> says, respecting people of author- in authority. Yeah, obviously, I don't think that, I guess my dad is in a, authority over me it's mm-hmm. growing up maybe but it said um this is a second uh first peter chapter 2 verse 13 uh for the lord's sake submit to all human authority whether it's king as head of state or officials has has, has appointed <laughs> where the king <laughs> has sent them to punish those who do wrong and honor those who do right it is god's will that your honorable lives should silence those ignorant people who make foolish accusations against you for you are free, yet you are God's slaves. So don't use your freedom as an excuse to do evil. Hmm. Respect everyone and love the family of believers. Fear God and respect the king. Wow. Those are hard words, man. You know, especially Definitely. when you even you look at that and it talks about being, you know, God's slaves. That's how it refers to us. Yeah. You know, and I think I think we look at life, especially just as Americans, of like, I don't want to be a slave. I'm not yeah. a slave to anybody. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, God's calling you to be his slave, his workman. Yeah. Um, the, basically, like, you're going to be a slave to something. Yeah. Yeah. You whether know, it's, yeah, the world or a slave or, to sin or drugs or, you yeah. know, whoever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's what, whatever has your heart, whatever your you, mind. Whatever you submit to. Yeah. <laughs> you know, truly surrender to, I guess, you know. If if you if you're, if you're holding on to bitterness and resentment, yeah, you know you're going to be a slave to the, those feelings. That's true. So, with Christ, it's it's about surrender. You know, it's letting go and saying, "Hey, uh, yeah. he's in control." Um, well, that's good, man. It, it's uh, it's awesome to be in the Word of God, and I think as you keep keep doing that, and uh, any any time you get a chance, get in that Word. Um, if you want to join us on Sundays, we have a church. It's called The Church Within because the church is within. We are the church. So we don't have a building. And because of COVID-19, we're meeting online. You can join us as well on Sundays at 10 a.m. Go to teachpreachreach.com for more information. That's teachpreachreach.com. And we'll see you there. I'm Red Beans. I'm Rice. Adios. Adios.